There is a quote by Krishnamurti. The day you teach the child the name of the bird, the child will never see that bird again. So what happens when the child sees a moving, beautiful, graceful mystery sweeping the skies? Their eyes open in wonder. They are experiencing this moment, this connection. And yet when the child is taught this is a bird, the experience is forever changed. It is condensed, categorized, and now attributed to its container. The bird becomes a label, one that over time we will dismiss out of commonplace. It will begin to lose its meaning and become homogenized to what a collective library of labels define it for. Associations of what that bird is, is based upon the current knowledge of what that label is. Birds act like this. Birds do that. We use our language to predict behavior so we may understand it on one level, yet also so we feel in control with our knowledge. Labels are incredibly useful in our civilization to establish structure for a growing consciousness. It allows us to communicate with one another. And yet due to a devoid of spiritual understanding and awareness, labels have been ruled by a desire to control knowledge rather than allow knowledge to be a moving, graceful mystery. Understanding this allows us to know that the label is always, always arbitrary. It doesn't really exist. It serves a purpose in terms of conversation, communication, understanding. Yet at the heart is the experience. What labels do you have for yourself? Perhaps you are a good person or a bad person. Perhaps you are someone who is lost. Someone who has money difficulties or relationship challenges. Perhaps you are tall, short, western, eastern. Perhaps you had a happy childhood or a difficult one. All of these labels create containers, and yet all of these labels are not imposed upon any individual. They are taken by choice. Even the word human being is a container for the incredible mystery that you are in each moment. As well as this, each label has different perceptions to each individual. Being Western may be seen as a positive benefit to some and a negative benefit to others. 
It is all an individual perceptual choice by each individual who chooses what angle they are taking that label to even mean. I really began to look at labels once I began my identity crises and was forced into a space where I had to re-examine who I was and the labels that I had attributed to myself. When we look at healing, this is where it becomes fascinating because we may see that we are healing ourselves within the labels. Are you someone who lacks self-worth, who is seeking self-worth? Can you heal your self-worth if you believe you are someone who has a lack of self-worth in order to heal? Or are you locked in a pattern which needs you to have self-worth issues in order to try and heal it? I came across this paradox as a healer. I realized some themes can be healed on deeper levels, yet many re-emerge and seem to keep many in perpetuating states of healing. In other words, were they really moving or getting anywhere? Are we perpetuating the problem because we think we have a problem that needs to be healed? This may seem strange, and we have to be cautious of not entering any bypass here. Yet here we are venturing into multidimensional awareness of how our consciousness operates. Ultimately we are seeking to liberate from the label itself, and we have to ask ourselves if this can truly happen if we are trying to heal ourselves within the label. The modern healing movement is flooded with healing themes and for good reason. I've explored this for many years and I've had incredible results, as I'm sure you have too. And yet, there are many themes which simply are not being healed. Many repetitive cycles that seem to perpetuate for years and decades. Is it meant to be that difficult? A healthy question to ask is if we are perpetuating the problem by glorifying the problem, by identifying with the problem itself. The issue here is that if you spend a duration of time healing an issue, you can easily self-identify with that issue, which then becomes a source of safety due to its familiarity. Here, as the issue becomes your personality and identity, it can then paradoxically become very difficult to want to let go of that, as that persona needs to be maintained. Here we become addicted to the story, to heal the story, 
and can never release the story because we need that story to continue. Using my example of depression, I spend a lot of time healing my depression within the confines of labeling myself as depressed. In a way, I found that because I believed I was powerless, needing power, I could never find power. And so workshop after workshop, healing session after healing session, I could never quite get to where I knew I wanted to reach. Yet once I began to look at myself in a different way, and in hindsight, multidimensionally, I opened up to an idea that there was a part of me that was already healed. Or should I say, a part of me that it was never in any need of healing. This part of me was already empowered. And back then I called this part the warrior. I called upon the warrior archetype within me to help heal the other part of me that felt so powerless. I called upon the awakened confident state within me to hold space for the part that felt so unloved and worthless. This process is now core to all of my meditations and prayers and affirmations, highlighting a part within that already has the answers, already has the embodiment of what we are seeking. This allows us to dissolve the story from within and it made me realize that within is already a part that is beyond the story. Whether you call it your higher self, your soul, source, it really comes down to seeing ourselves differently. You are not your story. You are the one experiencing your story. The story isn't the whole you. Therefore you can access parts of you that are beyond the story. To support you with the story. This isn't to deny the story of course or pretend it isn't there. The story is sacred and meaningful as we begin to meet it and understand it on higher levels. And it isn't to say that we do not continue to heal, to find value in bringing love to the unhealed parts. It is to say that you are not just the story you experience. Your identity is far beyond this. This enables us to begin the process of surrendering our identity around the story, which is easier said than done. However painful the stories we carry, they do bring us comfort because we have told them to ourselves and others for years. They have created familiarities and we gain something from telling the story, 
compassion according to unified principles of unity consciousness meets the story, values the emotions, doesn't try to fix, it simultaneously believes beyond the story, believes in the soul's experience to be more. This is a complex idea and there is no real solution, even though I have given a possible one. It is really to question how we heal and the mindset we have towards healing, which I'll be exploring through many episodes. When we question the healing process, we allow ourselves to surrender to something greater. Because in truth, no one knows how the healing process actually works. We create theories and possibilities, and some work for some and some for others. Yet many do not work in the same way for each person. This is why an integrative approach is so key, as you learn as much as you can and open yourself to as many paths that are available or open to you. You find a very synchronistic way. In essence, it is a very empowering path where we are each finding our own way that cannot be replicated. If it could be, would it be empowering? Would we feel the celebration in our own awakening process or even understand it? Something to ponder about. Blessings on your journey. Namaste.